I see Dolly, Sane, and me in the top three. Dragula's top three, all three of them, has to have Dragula in their fucking blood. Us three, we don't have anywhere else to go. It's just not I'm sorry, the what? Well, you don't in, have anywhere else to go. No, as in like, as in like, okay, let me rephrase that. Physically, I do not have other places to go. I am yeah, limited I'm, by I'm, my body, but I also know that I do have Dragula in my blood. Just because it doesn't look like what you think it should look like right. doesn't mean it's not there. And I've had to build myself up on my own doing whatever I want, when the fuck I want, and fuck everybody else for it, either get with it or get out right. my entire fucking career. There is nothing more punk than that. I don't think- Are you I, kidding? I, I'm fucking hardcore bitch. How can Hoso even say that I don't have Dragula in my blood? I've literally been thrown on the ground by a clown, hit in the knee with a bull, in an electric chair, covered in roaches, and then just suffocated in latex. I've more than proven myself. All Hoso had to do was do a photo shoot. I see top three being Saint Dolly and I because we are seasoned professionals and we know how the road works. We know how to tour. We know how to travel. We know how to be organized and we know how to work with other people. A lot of times during this competition, you've kind of been unaware of like your surroundings right. and of other people's feelings and personal space. Okay. I think that you're too young and I think that you're not ready. I think that okay. you're unprepared for it. In a couple years, yes, absolutely. But for right now, no. Okay. And I respect, again, I respect that you answered honestly. Mary, I love how they started to end this clown-themed episode with two clowns arguing in the cauldron. Uh, all that was missing was, like, a, a huge, you know, wallet, you know, or mallet coming out of, like, Siggy's wig and, like, bonking it on one of Hoso's faces, you know? <laughs> you know, a pie in the face, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a pie in one of the faces, of course, yeah. Right, or, like, that argument ends with, like, I don't know, Saint sitting on a whoopee cushion, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Something with that drill. I Hopefully that candy corn comes back. I'm curious to see what state that's in at this point in the game. <laughs> oh, the candy corn? Well, apparently oh, yeah. Hoso uh, started eating it, but specifically wanted to eat the candy corn that was in Dolly's crotch. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I don't know that checks out. It's like in Thanksgiving, you want the stuffing that was in the bird, you know? That's that's the good stuff, you know? Yeah, it's you know, it's all warm and soft. Yeah, exactly. Mm, soaks in all the flavors, you know? All yeah, the it brings a whole it's a whole other meaning to candy corn, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh it really gets all of the flavors, you know what I mean? There's even that even that elusive umami, you know? <laughs> Yeah, what's the white part of candy corn flavored? Is that semen? Is that what I, it is? I think it can be if you, you know, depending what bag you get it from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I want a big bag of Dolly's candy corn. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Eat it right off the cob. You know what I'm saying, Mary? <laughs> yeah, right off the cob. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, typewriter that shit. That's absolutely oh, true. Oh, absolutely. Ding. <laughs> Push my face back to the left. No teeth. <laughs> yeah, no teeth. No teeth. Just, ma, 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 ma. <laughs> just gum it. Gum, gum it up. It. Gum job, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, gum job. Mary, so, okay, so this clip of the week. So, yeah, where were first, we? <laughs> first of all, I have to say, I, the, the little moment of Sigourney's eyebrow raising when Hoso is speaking, I, that is like the tell before a killer kills. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Or like when you know you're in trouble, when you like are acting up in church uh-huh. and you look at your yes. mom and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> A, I know we're not going to Dunga Donuts after this. And B, I am in deep shit this afternoon. Totally. And you know what? I think I, I don't think that Hoso had a point to stand on with the point that she was making about we have nowhere else to go. I, what, what I grabbed from that was like you could always go on a show like Drag Race. Yeah, my interpretation, because I, I, I get that maybe she put a club kid chew in her mouth a little bit, but my interpretation was that Siggy's drag is more versatile to yes. you know what people expect from drag queens whether it be drag race or drag shows regardless of her gender and and all of the challenge that you know can come up against that i think that was kind of the idea and and i think from that point of view i would say saint could probably pull it off as well but i dolly and hoso are are certainly not you know they're not going to get booked at industry you know Correct. But and and this is why I loved Sigourney just biting back, because, I mean, the writing is all over the walls. I mean, drag is not a place for cis women as much yet. You know, it's starting, but Mm -hmm. it's just not as accepted. And so I love how she's like, physically, I do not have other places to go. Um, And I just appreciated that because at the time of this filming, right, like, I don't know if Sigourney knew about Vicky Scone or, you know, or anything like that. I mean, granted, Hollow Eve was another example, but Hollow was fucking filthy. Um, Yeah. And I think that kind of brings up like, you know, when we say like, oh, you know, well, it's a, you know, a a cisgendered woman on on Dragula or whatever. It's like, well, it's kind of like saying like, oh, it's a trans contestant on Dragula. Well, that that's still pretty broad, you know, no pun intended. Like there's still so much nuance and variety and it's kind of just like, but we've had hollow. It's like hollow is a totally different, <laughs> like uh, just a, a totally different. Uh, there isn't even a word yet for what hollow. Yeah. Oh is. yeah, I know. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, just well, it's a, got a spiders all hollow. over its tits. <laughs> yeah. I know that. And I love its leg as much as it, as much as she does, but um, I don't even think it have hollow Eve and Siggy Beaver in the same universe. And so it's kind of like in the same way that there are so many cisgendered male drag queens that I don't think of in the same universe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, you know, what's interesting here is that I think there was also a a clashing of paradigms because you have Hoso, who I think was like, well, you don't have Dragula in your blood, meaning horror, filth, glamour, right? Uh, Right, right. and, And then I think... The other perspective from Sigourney is like, well, no, I'm punk as fuck here. I'm a fucking hardcore bitch. Like I uh, have built myself up my whole career against all odds in, uh, you know, a very niche community Um, and then gave the point of like, well, I've proven myself in all of these different exterminations. And you, one could argue that, yeah, that is part of Dragula uh, to to be able to face your fears and go through those exterminations. But is those are exterminations. Those weren't the challenges. Stay out of the bottom, sis. You know, I mean, like, because <laughs> I think, you know, like last season, I don't think Landon ever, unless it was like a group situation, I don't mm-hmm. feel like Landon ever faced an extermination. Um, right. 
in, not that I remember, but like, so it it's interesting that Sigourney went to that point because once again, I feel like I knew what Hoso was saying. And, you know, now that we're pretty much at the tail end of the season, like it's fair to say, thinking of especially season two and three, but probably even season one, the filth level in general this season was so much lower. And yeah. Sigourney yes. does feel like the most kind of glaring example of that. But like, I would say across the, no one has really brought the filth, you know? Um, right. And, and I think in this clip of the week when she was like, the, I may not look like what you think Dragula is supposed to look. And I thought, well, maybe she's got a point, you know, like maybe there is something again, to go back to that whole glamor thing. Maybe there is something of like, well, yeah, that's a tenant of drag Dragula, but like, it's not the most important one. Like, I feel like there is an undercurrent of like, well, that's not as important as filth and horror. Mm. Not to make all of this more serious than it is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. if she was doing mostly filthy looks all season, I don't know if there'd be so much questioning, you know? For sure. I mean, you could go back to last season and look at someone like Louisiana Purchase or even uh, Priscilla that that did, like Priscilla, I think, did more filth. Yeah. than, than mm -hmm. like horror sometimes. And then Louisiana did probably more glamour, if you think about it. You know? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Same with it Maddie. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess I can't think of anyone else who's had their, like, the, the category of their drag questioned so much. And I'm not mm. trying to be one of those, like, you know, I, I'm not a defender of anybody. I'm not trying to be, like, one of those people on Reddit or Twitter who are kind of insufferable, you know, Siggy stands. But... I, in general, across all these contestants, I can't think of anyone. Maybe bitch pudding, actually. Actually, now that I think about it, early oh, in her yeah, season, attacked. there Same was with, like um, uh, the um, the mask queen uh, from Aldehyde uh, season two. No, oh, mask queen from oh, season two. Oh, Monica Shannon. Monica yeah, it's Monica Shannon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but bitch, there was Monica Shannon. I mean, you know, also known as Monique Shame. Yeah. Yes, honey. Honey. <laughs> But I do remember uh, actually with Bitch because she came in and like the reputation was that she couldn't do horror right. and, and filth and that she was more of a, you know, a drag race kind of gal. So, um, and look what happened. Well, but to kind of counter that point, I mean, Bitch showed it on that season. Whereas By like Sigourney, episode two. Yeah. yeah. Sigourney has still yet to really, I think, rise to showing all three in one or showing more than just glamour sometimes you know or more than yeah I, I don't even know how much horror she shows uh this season but uh, I think it, no, James it, it, Majesty as well someone who I think even more of as like a glamour kind of queen and like James had tons of filth there was a there was something she did with a hot dog and mustard that I'll never forget right <laughs> so anyway I just wanted to point that out you know? well what's interesting then the argument or this clown discussion um goes personal and i think hoso was focusing on sigourney's drag and then sigourney's like oh no i'm gonna dig a little deeper and then makes uh assumptions based on sigourney's observations of hoso throughout the season in the workroom of like well you're really disorganized you're on you know you're not a seasoned professional you don't know how to tour uh, you don't know how to work with other people. And I was like, wait, stop, Sigourney. Didn't you fail the group challenge? But anyway, that's another point. Right. And like, <laughs> then we see a montage and it's mostly Hoso needing makeup wipes. And I I'm know. like, is this such a crime? And like, leave it to that little goose in her, in her sweetheart sweater dress oh, to Betty. Betty. <laughs> I've got some for you. Oh, 
Oh, I swooned. I was like, oh, Betty, I miss you. Oh. Oh, so going to the nurse's office, making a band-aid. Nurse Betty, are you kidding me? (laughs) Girl. Girl, uh, oh, my heart swelled at that moment for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, my I, whole I did sweater li- dress heart, my whole heart dress. Yeah, I did love that Hoso in the confessional was like, you know, I know I can be a little hectic, but I'm not unprofessional. I just appreciated that, like, just standing your ground there. Like, let's not get it twisted. Don't create this narrative about me when you don't even know me. You know. Yeah, and I, and I think there's, you know, I'm sure that touring is, is stressful, but I think it's probably very different than being in the pressure cooker of the competition. Sure. And, you know, I it is interesting how other than things that we mostly haven't seen, Hoso doesn't really have any strikes against her, you know? Like, it's only really been, oh, well, backstage you're kind of disorganized and, like, sometimes you need help and whatnot. But it's... And that... It's interesting because I don't think we've ever really heard that critique on any of these shows before no. where it's actually everything we're not seeing. That's the problem. Well, you know, one, thi- quote, you know. one, one thought that I had was uh, in season two, a Bora got read for being kind of a mess on stage in terms of her performance. Uh, I, I remember the boulets were like, you're tripping over yourself. You know, it's just a little messy and we don't want that on tour. I remember that they said something like that. Do you remember that? Yeah. No, I absolutely do. And it was like, but at least it was like part of the performance. Whereas this is kind of like all these backstage things that we don't even see. And then what they can show us is makeup wipes, you know, and an an iPod charger. Yeah. 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 And a cup. God forbid the bitch needed a cup. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and and granted, like maybe that grates on people, or uh, you know, it, and maybe there was more to it. I don't know, uh, you know, because they they she also got read not just by these queens, but she also got read by Mary for being having a messy station, you know. Um, well, I, I was like Mary, Mary, <laughs> Mary, Mary. All right, Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary. Like, just Mary. Come on. Like, there's pots and there's kettles. And. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, we need a spoon for that. Yeah. Tea, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you're stirring up some uh, unjust chili here, you know. Um, anyway, I, I thought this was an interesting uh, d- uh, argument. I mean, obviously, it was entertaining. Um, I love that Sigourney stuck up for herself and, and Hoso was, you know, just kind of being very honest and also praising the honesty of Sigourney <clears throat> and taking it, taking it on the chin. I, I mean, that is not always the case on these reality shows. No, no. This felt almost like now I think about, and I don't know if this is related, but I think about what you talked about from the podcast that the Boulets did, where sure. they had to kind of tell these these monsters, like, simmer down, like, turn down the heat a little bit. Mm. And and I wonder if there's a little bit of that or more likely it's like, at this point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, it's it's not up to us anymore. It You know, yeah. we're going to go do a go-kart race and that's it. But, like, you know, for all intents and purposes, like, if this is just about getting to the top three, I mean, uh, I know there's one more challenge, but, like, it's not... It, it's completely out of their hands. And it's interesting... It's actually really interesting now that I'm saying that, that here's Siggy, you know, and granted all of them saying like who they think should be in the top three. 
and yet it was a few weeks ago where she was like, it's not our job, our jobs to judge each other. It's their job. Mm, so I, I just, you know, <laughs> a little Easter egg. I'm not, I'm just picking out what I see. I watch every episode twice each time. So, you know, you pick up a few things, you take some notes, you record a podcast about it. You remember some things, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Just to kind of end this discussion, put a bow on it. I don't see a Dragula tour without any of these four clowns. Well, that was my other question. Is my assumption was that the tour is everybody from the season, like probably, right? I mean, that just seemed to me like the obvious was like, oh yeah, the season tours. Um, they can't tour with everybody, and I'm imagining that it'll include season three and season two monsters. You know, yeah, so probably mm-hmm. th- there might be some edits, but like I can't see a tour without Saint, without Hoso, without Sig. Obviously, Dolly's going to do it. But I, I just, I just see all of them. People are going to want Zavoletta. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. That's totally. obvious. And even Jay Jolie. I think I would. I hope Jade is on the tour. I hope Jade gets to kind of like, you know, in a better space. You know, rest in power, Jade's cat. You know, mm. and she can come back and you know finish what she started on tour. Totally. Yeah. And really, you know, come out and show it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was also my thought. Was like, hmm. My sense is like everybody in this room is going to be on tour, at least at this stage in the competition. Well, if ever there was a time to talk about therapy. And I do love to talk about therapy. I honestly don't know anyone who wouldn't benefit from it these days, myself included. I couldn't agree more, Mary, and it's super accessible now thanks to BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a lovely cheese pizza just for me. And much like Selena, I love pizza. I also love that you can send a message to your counselor basically at any time and actually get a response. And if you want to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. It's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy, and there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. That's H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary, and that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary. Mary, I have to say at the outset of this uh discussion i loved loved the boules as clown marionette puppets just the whole beginning and ending of this episode there's so much about this episode that i fucking loved but i just feel like this is next level drag show where they're going to this other place they're it's almost like adult swim level of drag do you mean scarionettes? <laughs> I'm not proud of that. Um, all right, Mary. All right, Mary. No, I love this. I was not expecting it. It was 
I, I mean, the marionettes is all of it was so cool. I also loved the Puppet Master vibes. Have you ever seen Puppet mm, Master? Yes, yes. Ugh, that is one of the. Uh, I've never like. There's many sequels and whatnot, and I really haven't seen all of those. But I, that's one of those movies that, as a kid, I would see parts of on the Sci-Fi Channel, mm. and I always just remember like the leech lady who barfs up the leeches. Uh, Ugh, uh, and that was that was one of the worst. Um, and then the guy with the drill on his head. Sorry, I was just dry heaving. Oh my god! Mm. Yeah, oh. yeah, delicious. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, disgusting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, props to the art direction and whoever came up with this idea. Uh, throughout the episode, whether it was actually seeing them as marionette puppets, which I, I also were impeccably done, including all the clowns in that scene, that opening scene. Oh, but, I loved it. Yeah. Um, but then to get the top four as puppets so brilliantly styled in in their clown outfits i just i was snapping at the screen i just thought it looked so good i mean we've seen drag competition shows create puppets of their top four competitors <laughs> before not quite as convincingly as they did here on dragula not sure if there's any connection but Everybody loves puppets. Everybody um, loves puppets. You know what? You know, Drag Race has more of an Avenue Q kind yeah, of. Yeah, no, it's totally different. It's just funny that there's like, oh yeah, there's you know, we've we've seen that before. But mm. these ones were so cool. I I thought it was so funny. Now, in the in the opening one, the other like non boulet puppets, they were not. I couldn't tell if they were based on any characters. Or no, like, they were. They no. were not. They were just, no. you know, creepy people. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then murdering that other puppet. Oh, God. So cool. I just, oh, I, I, yeah. it, it was so creepy. And ch it, there's like this childlike thing to puppets. And then to add the clown thing, which is also childlike. And then having Havoc come on the screen. Oh, I just thought it was uh, a brilliant way to open this challenge. Not do it with actual people yet. Because I think we see clowns later in person. But... Man, uh, I, I was so impressed. Um, the other thing that impressed me was when the boulets, this is, was such a detail, and this is why I'm just like, yes, queer people need to be editing this show, right? So the boulets, when they were introducing the challenge, you must have noticed this, but like, they, I guess they filmed it twice, once without the clown makeup and once with. And, oh, yeah, the flashes of the clown mouths. Oh, yeah. my God. It, like They didn't need to do that. You know what I mean? And they did. Mm -hmm. And it, it just brought the level of that segment up that made me want to watch it. Oh, I loved it. I th It was just, and it was like a different paint than we've seen on them. So there's also that of like, oh, look at you and like yeah. a whole new face. Um, oh my God. And Drac with the, the, the way that his head moves or her head moves when they're yeah, the, the sad end. clown. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. At the end oh, when it was flickering, God. it was great. <laughs> Cool. And so it's you know cool. it's funny. It made me think about you know, there's a gazillion low budget horror movies, and I feel like when you have a low budget, you have to like, in my humble opinion, and I don't even make movies, but I feel like I notice this in movies that I watch is that when you embrace the budget level, you can it's more effective than trying to look bigger budget. And so, for example, I think that kind of clown makeup on like a killer clown in a low budget horror movie is just mm. as effective as like, you know, uh, an insidious or something like that. You know what right. I mean? Right. And you can do that on a shoestring. And so I feel like, um, yeah, like it's just kind of an example of like, you don't really need super special effects. You just need like really effective effects, you know? 
Yeah, there's a Bjork line that comes to mind, if you'll indulge me. It's, Please. Uh, <laughs> the less room you give me, the more space I got. And mm -hmm, I just feel like yeah. when it comes to creativity, sometimes the restraints actually help. Yeah. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the perfect example. Is like the the low budget quality is part of what makes that so unnerving. Yeah. Same with um what was that? Uh the Blair the Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um low budge. Yeah, low budge. Uh so you know, I do want to say at the beginning of this episode, there's an interesting bookend. Now all season, Dolly and Siggy have been the heavily mm. tattooed couple from Asheville mm. and there is a bookend of their fictional relationship in this episode, you know, uh, how it's how this episode starts and ends is, you know, on first on Dolly entering and, and crying. I mean, it was just like the codependent's dream of like, oh, oh, please, you know, um, bleed all over me. Uh, you're so beautiful. Um, but then Siggy comes in and there's just that hug and it's as if they were extended like extended hug. Yeah. Uh, as if they were like separated during a flood and they finally found each other again. <laughs> it was like that At movie, the, the impossible. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the Poseidon adventure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sure. Absolutely. Yeah. This uh, woman. This woman. <laughs> yeah. Siggy would be Mrs. Rogo in the like men's shirt and, and oh, go -go boots. Okay. okay. So she wouldn't be like, you know, in the water, I'm a very creepy lady, you know? No, I think that's Mary Cherry. Mary Cherry <laughs> is the Shelley Winters. Let's, let's. Oh, that's a great clear. role. It's a yeah. Great role, and then Hoso sure. is the Carol Lindley Nani, the, the singer who oh, gets scared on the. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And Dolly is the Gene Hackman or the Ernest okay. Borgnine. I can't decide. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can see Saint, both. Saint is the Red Buttons role. Oh, the, phenomenal casting. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, otherwise we'll have to, you know, go through the rest. But, you know, I, oh, oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to, so Siggy might actually be uh, the the Pamela Sue Martin in the, in the little red shorts, the other girl who survived. Yeah, yeah. And then Coco Kane is the Stella Stevens in the in the men's uh, shirt and the hooker boots because she's that seems voluptuous that, and sexy. Yeah. That's right. That seems like a little bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I get that. So. Um, I, I also love... Uh, my baby beeves dolly calling oh, sigourney beeves yeah baby beaver i the, yeah it's such a cute little relationship there's a moment later that i'm i want to just put a pin in that i like but i wonder if you noticed as well that it feels a little incongruous but we'll talk about that um but you know it did seem like for a season with fairly mild exterminations this one seemed to really rattle them the clown one the no, the previous one, the oh, the the, the suffocation one, suffocation one, yeah, yeah. I mean, not really Sigourney. Sigourney would have done it again. Uh, I also loved how she said, "Like, I'm worried how my tits are gonna look." I'm like, "Oh, that's so fucking high drag." I'm just like so into that. <laughs> I think there was a there was a tremble in there. I think she was trying to put on a brave face. Like oh, the, okay. the I would do it again was like, "Okay, you're on Dragula," but like. So but but one thing I I guess my question is because yes I'm getting from them like this was really hard this rattled us blah 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 but I don't know I I wouldn't have been able to like do all that Dolly did underneath that latex if I couldn't breathe and if I was really worried like there was performances going on under these things 
So I was thinking about like how this was done and my assumption was like, okay, well, we're going to do this for like 10 or 15 seconds at a time. And like, they're not completely like there's room to move, but I believe that you couldn't actually breathe, but they probably like, okay, well, it's just going to be, you know, let's test how long you can hold your breath. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there had to have been, and then we're going to do a couple rounds of it so we can get a couple different shots. Like, I feel like, it probably was pretty scary while you're in it, but my assumption was that, like, there was a lot of production to this, you know, because, like, it is pretty fucked up. Like, this one, I would be very, this one would freak me out as well. Oh, yeah, make no mistake. I could not do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah make th- no this mistake. This would be tough. But um, I, I was impressed with, like, how theatrical uh, at least Dolly was. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, uh, so we get the announcement of the challenge. And my question to you is, have you seen the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space? No. Oh, it's, you know, that would be, I think, All Right Scary next year. And I think some Marys would agree. All Right Scary next year. I think Killer Clowns from Outer Space would be um, right up our alleys. Is there a penchant for sci-fi in your Oh, midst? God, a penchant for anarchy? Oh, my God. The digs, the penchant. hollow digs that they put in these episodes. Because when they said that, then there was just kind of like wah-wah music. Penchant. A penchant. Oh, my God. A penchant for anarchy. I mean, I hated that. I have to say, like, I love her leg, but I hate her penchant for anarchy. Penchant. Well, it's very... Uh, it, it's the same reason, you know, you get kind of annoyed at a white person pronouncing, you know, guacamole or alapeño uh, when yeah. they don't have that accent or croissant. Same thing, you know. Right. It's unnecessary if it's not uh, natural to you. Sure. <laughs> it feels like you're putting something else on, like you're educating us or trying to prove something. But yeah, you know. yeah, I like it, you know. Penchant. Yeah. Penchant. Uh, we get a clown dunking boardwalk game with Mary Cherry. You know, I thought this was just very silly, very Dragula, very kind of like, well, what are we going to do? It's a clown challenge. Let's have a clown mini challenge and we'll bring out a clown to read these performers to filth and you know their job is to distract and to taunt um and then you know we got the the side alley of studio eight oh boy i mean just you know cars passing by in the distance you know it was (laughs) i mean it was great it was was so like i mean what i will say and they use this music more than once but whatever this like Circusy music they had during this episode was so good, and yeah, in the extermination they kind of slow it down a little bit, and mm. it's oh, it's genius. I want to track that down. But yeah, this was this was a weird one. Now my question to you is: Do you remember the other time we've seen drag queens in a drunk in a dunk tank? Yeah, I do. It was season. Ooh, was it All Stars one? Uh, with when. Uh, was it a dunk tank or were they? No, that was like a wet T-shirt contest. What was the dunk tank, Mary? My memory of it was that it was from season three because I remember Raja and uh, Alexis and Yara and probably Oh, Noah. yes. Okay. Because okay. I would have thought maybe All-Stars, but I think they went outside to play basketball. I think that's what it is. And then that's the wet T-shirt contest yes. is season four. Okay. All right. So then season three was, was it a dunk tank or was a bucket 
poured on them. It was a dunk tank. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember um, that. You know, it, it's very silly. Um, I kind of wished that the top four were in drag. Oh, right? Ugh, that would have been great. I don't know. Um, yeah. There were there were some moments of this, though, that I loved. And again, this is why I just love queer people in the editing room. That slow-mo shot of Hoso after oh. getting dunked by Dolly, chef's kiss. Oh, she was just like Ursula Andress and Dr. No, you know, coming out of the water on the beach. I was like, ah, oh, Dr. Ho, so. Oh. oh, so. Yeah, no, but they... They 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 saw that and then they deliberately slowed it down and I was like this is this is good editing this is making moments that only a certain type of person would see and appreciate do you know what I mean Yeah no I and I think they needed to because you know otherwise they're just like well here's this dunk tank we rented and we're in the alley and it's two o'clock in the afternoon and we have an hour and here's Mary as the zip tie monster so like let's get to it you know. <laughs> Wearing a pair of Toms, you know? Oh, uh, you know what? Like, the, the the fuckery of it all, I think I was impressed with, actually. It was so... It was almost like season one, season two. It was such a, like, throwback to, like, just a real... Again, like, a low-budge kind of energy that I can get into. At some point here is where I started to appreciate... Saint has a very Pearl-like energy that I... The more I've watched it, the more I'm like, oh, I love Saint. And I like that Saint is very low-key. And I think it's when she said, splish splash, I was taking a bath. You know, like, <laughs> there are no exclamation points in any of her talking heads. And I've really, it, I've come to fall in love with it. And I really picked that up this week. It's very authentic to her. I don't think she wants to put anything on for the camera. Right. You know, I, I think that's refreshing. what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. I, I don't feel like she's putting anything on. I I, I want to talk about Mary as this taunting demon uh, on the side. And, you know, I guess their job was just to, like, read them all. Um, first of all, I just want to say on the outset that Mary, I've seen Mary as a host. And this was Mary on TV. This was not Mary as a host. So I just want to make sure that that's, like, known. Mary is so much more than I think what daytime drag in a, back alley with two hours notice what we saw I, I was getting the impression that speaking of people who are not putting things on it seemed like mary was yeah she was doing the job but this was not like you know the you know the cherry was not on top for this one i i loved how she came up with some you know questionable reads and then the top four just read her down <laughs> oh my god it was so funny i mean sigourney didn't like miss a beat it was oh like, no at least i had a dress <laughs> at least i have shoes oh i think my favorite read though from mary was mary to siggy all right here's hoping for the best i was like okay oh yeah okay that's all we yeah. needed <laughs> yeah well, you know, it's fun to remember that, like, there's still a family reunion dinner, you know? And, like, oh, I, I know. just feel like there is so much that I want to see discussed, you know, that I felt like, you know, this was, they just couldn't get into it right now. But it was just, like, brimming under the surface. It's like, all right, well, mm. we'll see you later. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was, I actually was very entertained by the segment. Um, I, I like that Mary came back. I like that there was kind of a little, like there was, 
as you're saying, like there's brewing tension under here that you don't know, like if Siggy's joking or serious, you know, in terms of how disgusted she is by seeing Mary. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Like I, I also still don't know, like, are they also both in on, I mean, probably not based on the tweets, but there was that sense early in the season that they like knew they were creating TV together. You mm, know? Right, right. We saw that a little bit. Yeah. yeah uh, it's interesting that they brought Mary back. I wonder if it was just the Boulets being like, we love you, Mary. Will you come back and do this? I don't know. Uh, it would be interesting yeah. to hear how that kind of all panned out, why that decision was made. Because um, well, I supported it. Yeah, they brought a bunch of them back for the extermination, so it seemed mm-hmm. like it was just kind of, you know, I I wonder if there was any correlation or overlap with filming the reunion as well. Yeah. Like, oh, and, you know, we'll kind of get you all involved in filming this last episode as well. Totally, yeah. Um, we're introduced to this, you know, the, the, the prize of this mini-challenge, which, you know, Dolly gets it. Um, and they, I guess, giving the keys out in a specific order or something to know who gets what go-kart. Yes. Again, it, it, it didn't matter. And uh, we'll get to that later in the extermination. It absolutely didn't matter which go-kart you got. No, and but I do like that. And Dolly, you know, just was like, well, as we're lined up, those are the keys. And then the talking <laughs> yeah. head of Dolly, arms crossed. I don't like playing games. Like, <laughs> it was just like, I love that. It was just, you know, Dolly, another one. Dolly, I feel like is not putting anything on either. It's, mm. it, I guess maybe none of them are. I don't know. I think it's actually, now that we're saying that, I'm like, no, I think, you know, I remember like season two, I remember the talking heads, not only were they in like drag, they were in drag, yeah. it felt very scripted where it's interesting how natural they feel this time around. Yeah, some more than others. Uh, you know, uh, I, I do notice that there's some more than others. But. Yeah, I would say Dolly and Siggy, or Dolly and Saint feel the most... Yeah. Um, real. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I want to give a big shout out. Did you watch or did you watch? Did you see the back of Hoso's jacket in the workroom? No. Oh, so it, it it's Hoso's leather jacket. She's wearing it's like with um, inside the collar is this kind of like yellowish green print. Um, uh-huh. And on the back, it says, all women are bad. And I think it said bitches on the bottom. And there's a picture in the center of this woman, like, feeding a cock to a guy on his knees. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Country boy. Yeah, country boy, I love you. <laughs> uh, yeah. This jacket, I mean, I don't know why Hoso would ever sell it, but they could sell it for... Thousands of dollars, Mary. The I just fashions was, these, uh, this season. The fashions. I mean, Zava sweater, Betty's sweater dress, Hoso's uh, jacket. The, oh, the oh, fashions. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Dolly had that shirt that said "Protect Black Women at All Costs." Uh huh. Like, uh huh. So much. They're they're taking notes from the platform and how how they can always be doing something because they're on TV. When they're on camera, there's always something that they could be showing. And I just appreciate that, that that's happening more and more as we watch these drag shows. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they're looking, uh, and they look so cute. But anyway. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the floor show? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, uh, oh, oh, oh. Well, I think before we get to the floor show, this is where, uh, that I put a pin in earlier, we have this moment where Siggy kind of breaks down talking about her mom. Mm. And I don't 
know why it was there, but as she started to cry, it cuts to a shot of Dolly smiling, and it felt like a very like Mary Cherry kind of edit. And it, I'm not trying to stir anything because I'm nobody, but I'm just saying it was a really weird edit, and it was it was on purpose, like it was a cut specifically to that reaction, and it felt like Dolly was kind of like it. It was a very Real Housewives moment of like it read to me as someone who is not believing the story that they're hearing. And I just don't know why it was there. I wonder if that'll, if that was an Easter egg, you know, I don't know if that was an Easter egg or just maybe, you know, I'll eat my words about the editors on this episode. I did not catch that. That's not right. That's not the tone of that. It seemed like this segment was going in. That's I didn't see any other hints that lined up with that, but I guess then I'm thinking of like, again, for whatever it's worth, There were all those tweets from Mary about Siggy and, you know, the fake tears and all that. And it was just there that just felt familiar. And I'm certainly not accusing anyone of of pretending to be crying about their mother who died two months ago. Oh, my God. I know. Jesus. No. Uh, This conversation also makes me uncomfortable. You know, yeah, it's been two months and nine days and I just feel so alone. It was like, I like between that and Jade's cat. Rough times, rough, rough times. times. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what to make of that moment, except I feel for Sigourney and losing a loved one. And we can't judge anybody's reaction. We also don't know Sigourney. We also don't know the amount of footage. Uh, we haven't seen it all. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. I'm, I'm not questioning anything about Sigourney. I'm just, you know, in the episode yeah, I, I saw, there not. was a shot of Dolly that did make sense. So yeah, you know. Weird. Um, I see a string, I pull it, you know. Um, totally. Well, clowns, let's go find us a big top. I thought that worked very well. And, mm. um, and oh, when Saint was doing, you know, mime stuff and even says mime stuff in the talking head, <laughs> I think I, like, fully fell in love. I was like, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm in love. I just, I swoon for Saint. Yeah, totally. I love the, also the... The lure of like, well, this mime is silent for a reason, and we might find that out in the top three, you know? And it's kind of like, oh, now I kind of want you to survive, you know, just to see if the story continues. Because um, mm-hmm. I, well, and we'll, we'll get to it, but that look, oh, man, I just love that outside of the brief kind of idea, sad clown. Um, we have this floor show. We get these judges. I was so happy to see Bob the Drag Queen because I know how, not only how funny Bob is, but how smart Bob is. And I was not disappointed. I mean, the moment that Bob said, oh, it's lovely. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of chilly. It's kind of like a morgue. Um, And just the tone on, it's kind of like a morgue. I was like, oh, you goose, you goose. (laughs) Um, So I I love that Bob was there and Bob's critiques were mm, just so good. Yeah, uh, about these killer clow wow wow wounds from outer space. Ugh. I mean, what are you going to do with your life? Like, sometimes there are songs on Dragula that I don't need repeated quite so often, you know? I wonder what this is from. I didn't look it up. Uh, I think it's actually from the movie Killer Clowns in Outer oh, Space. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm that pretty sure that, there was, that this is like an original from that. But um, Hey, you know what? It worked for this floor show. I'm not, if I'm, if I'm being honest, like, I think it worked. It did. And the movie, it's so on brand for them to do something with, with references and sort of tribute to Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It so makes sense. It was just like, 
All right, enough with this music. Um, I do you have you ever watched the show What We Do in Shadows with this other guest judge? No, I've not seen that show. I have not either, but I've heard great things about it. So for anyone okay. listening, uh, let us know what we're missing. All right. Um, what are your thoughts on Hoso's floor show? I thought, I mean, Hoso's was great. It was a lot. I, I certainly understood those critiques. I think, um, I feel like in general with Dragula, though, uh, you know, it's kind of like what they say on Drag Race of like, go to the, go for the back row and I'll tell you to pull it back. You know, mm. like it's better to go to give too much than not enough, I think. And yeah. I think with Hoso, it's kind of like, yeah, it's a lot, but like, it's it's very interesting, and I love the critique of like your face is kind of part of the iconography of Dracula. I think oh totally that was you know it, now having seen a full season of Hoso, it's like yeah there is a similar you know character that Hoso does, but the makeup changes dramatically each time. Dramatically, I I don't know if it changes dramatically. I think it I I think it stays in a vein. You know it does, but it's not. I mean. The color palette changes. That's oh, definitely fresh. Yeah, for, for example, sure. yeah. um, it's versatile. It's versatile. For it's versatile. Couch. And I think, yeah. you know, compared to some other folks in the top four whose makeup isn't oh. as versatile, it's not as wow. dramatic, you know? Wow. Yeah. I mean, two out of four, I think, don't have very versatile makeup. Yeah. Uh, and I think for Hoso to have such specific, like, choices with how she paints her mouth and her eyes, for her to be able to do so many different looks and still maintain that, I think is is impressive. I'm so impressed that that they know exactly how to do these assignments and still stay true to their drag, which is so horrifying and like maniacal. I I'm continuously impressed just by the approach. So like while the critique was like, oh, it was a little much, there was a lot going on. It's like, yeah, and don't you? I don't know. I kind of want that. I want my eye to be just looking everywhere and seeing all these details, which is why I appreciated Bob's. Uh, critique of like we got to paint the bank the back of the mask dear well uh, right you know i mean that that's a i i fully agree with that is like you got to paint the back of the mask yeah because <laughs> that's like it and you know but it is true that like if that one detail is missing it's like that thing is now now that's all i can see you know right right absolutely well and also that's something very easy to fix and i think uh, the boulets during the boulet brief um, they were talking about Sigourney when they said this, but you know, you know, oh well, you know, she's not perfect, but everyone has things they can work on, and it's like, yeah, here's one for Hoso. This is something for mm -hmm. her to work on, which is like just making sure that the mask is painted front and back. That makes me think about you know, like on Project Runway to be like, oh, and he lined the coat, even though you know, oh, she doesn't I even know. take the coat yeah. off, but right. he lined it, and it's like the fact that you did that, the fact that Mondo lined that coat with that purple. Yeah satin fabric that's what that's what made me blow my load and so i feel like it's the similar thing of like oh my god you thought to line the coat carmen ferrala was the same way on drag race espana she oh, like right. did more than she needed to in the looks that she made during the competition yeah no i i i i really liked hoso's look and i guess i understand why hoso didn't win but compared with and and granted you know uh, maybe there wasn't as much performance as Dolly's, but Dolly, uh, I uh, Dolly's was brilliant, and there was I don't know. It seemed like there was more going on with Hosos, and maybe maybe less is more here, and that's why Dolly was so impressive because of the, of the performance and how simple the look was. Not that it was simple, but you know what I mean compared to Hosos. It was, I guess, 
cleaner isn't really the term, but I know what you mean. It's not as busy, maybe. But right, not as busy. Yeah. I love the like the striped sleeves and leggings. I thought that little detail. It was refreshing to see Dolly do something that wasn't like earth tone distressed leathers, you know. Uh-huh. And you know, I mean, but it's yeah. true. It's been so much of that that it's like, oh, I, yeah, like show me, like who is this character wearing these like. It's almost like these like fetishy like you know thigh high you know knee socks or something. Mm. Uh, but I you know I thought Dolly was great and you know was kind of the clear winner here. Again, w- would love just for the sake of versatility to see a totally different face. But to be fair, I could say the same thing of Hoso. Of just out of curiosity, I'd love to see something that doesn't have any of your signature, you know. Uh, illusion just to see what you can do because you're clearly very very talented you know I, I guess for the sake of a competition you can say that but like I I don't know I'm not that curious to see Dolly or Hoso do anything else because I love what they do does that make sense I think it like yeah, for the sake of a competition I, yeah, I think right. everything is for the sake of a competition once you're out of it it's like do whatever the fuck you want I'm totally I'm just totally. over here with my buffalo nickels waiting for a yeah. good night you know yeah and Bob you know uh, I I love when Bob was like, I've never seen a traffic cone clown. And then in my head, I went, oh, and teen, until Tina Burner, right? Yeah, um, right. Well, I mean, you know, uh, she was a she was a crossing guard in our <laughs> imaginary junior high. So, um, I, I did you make this look? Of course, head to toe. We get that head to toe. Oh, Mary, I just the the big boss energy of that just makes oh. me so happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, the pr- the I pride. I, yes, I own 100% of this company. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um I think we missed a, a wonderful kind of uh statement from Bob during Hosos that I just want to go back to details. I love D and I love tails. Uh just so brilliant. Yeah. He's I, so good at words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bob, just and so true. Again, it's all about the details, you know, it's about the nuances, if you will. You know, I guess yeah. you didn't oh. want to steal that. Yeah. Oh, um, steal that? Okay. No, um, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Mary, talk to me about Sigourney's look, because I have some thoughts here. Well, the, to start with the positive, I mean, it's, the, you know, the paint is looks great. I mean, she, the character that she's created oh. is really cool. It looks great. I, I love this character. I love this illusion. The energy that she comes out with, I thought the balloons was like the babies all over again. It was like, oh, no, not this again, you know. Mm. But I mean, I think if the only critique is, oh, but I want to see you be filthy. I feel like, again, I could kind of say that about most of them. So putting that down as this like requirement or expectation, it's a great look and it's a great energy. And um, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it, but I again, I think to have kind of a prop fail in kind of the same way, two challenges in a row, it's like, what are you doing here, Jeff? I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, I think about what the Boulets said, and this kind of made me kind of give the look a pass, but when, I think it was Drac who said, like, well, when you got into that, like, frenzy to just get rid of the fucking balloons, that's when you, that's when you seemed like a killer clown. Um, I think that saved it for me because otherwise this was this was just a clown. I, I mean, if I'm going to start with things that I loved, I love the shot of her from behind because it was ominous. It was creepy with the balloons. But then I just feel like the reveal or a turnaround, it would have been awesome had it been really fucking horrific. I just wasn't scared. 
I mean, I yeah, she definitely was not a scary clown. I think, you know, and you'll you'll see when we eventually do killer clowns from outer space is like there's there's fangs, there's some pretty gruesome mouths, and I thought mm. that could have been really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's you know it's interesting comparing to Saint. You know, I thought that was like oh you know there's where I was getting so much more. Maybe not so much clown, but I was getting all of the like creepy gruesome. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, if you could combine Saint, uh, Siggy and Saint, I feel like there's a really cool character there. You know? Yeah, I mean, I appreciated Saint's mime clown more because I felt like there was there was a story that I could kind of extrapolate from the look. Whereas with Sigourney, I I just didn't really know what what the narrative was. It just seemed it just seemed like such a weak showing for top four. Um, mm. Granted, and that's not to say that this look was not impeccable, because I'm trying. I'm not trying to like discount how fabulous this look was put together. But I think in terms of rising to the challenge, I felt like Sigourney's was weaker than Saints. Saints had this story. I feel like had there been a little bit more um, kind of mania in the performance, I could have seen that this person was kind of in jail and and there's a killer in there, right? But they're really, they're pretending to be sad um, in order to manipulate people. I just needed to see a little bit more danger with Saint. Um, and with Sigourney, I just needed to see more like fear or I needed to be scared more. Yeah, Saint was also, what I loved is Saint was definitely channeling, there's a an Italian horror movie from like 1985 called mm. Demons and Demons is great. A high recommend and the sequel Demons 2 naturally is also really good. But the character that she was playing is like a clearly is clearly doing Demons. And I I am blanking on what the what we do in Shadows Judge's name was, but uh when he had it said It was like, Harvey. Harvey, but when Harvey had said, you know, you're you know, you're great for the camera. It's like those close-ups of her doing those you know, that, that kind of sneer, it was very demons and it was mm. great. And I thought, oh, just in the face and all of that, I thought, oh man, Saints really nailed it. I think I did feel like the further you got from Saints face, the less interesting the look was. And I think to your point about Siggy, it's like, listen, it's top four and I, I you can't come out here in overalls, not top four. You know, for, yeah, Saint for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. um, and it's interesting. You know, Saint. It, there was something about this look that there were Aiden Zane vibes, and I know Saint oh, and Aiden are I from the that. same, like they're you know drag sisters. So, uh, I wondered if Aiden had helped with this look at all. <laughs> well, I think maybe, but Saint. I lent did her a think, pussycat wig. You know, sure. I did think that this clown could have killed me though, as opposed oh, to oh yeah. Yeah, the demons part of it, it was it was great. I think there was just, yeah, it was just kind of like taking it further. I think with Saint, it was just a matter of, it's always, it's been the same thing the whole season. The look is great. It's just mm -hmm. dialing up the performance. And in this case, I think it was also dialing up the neck down a little. Sure. Yeah, and uh, we get a, a really kind of timely segment uh, that they included of Bob's critique just to kind of mm. like name the black elephant in the room of like, look, I, I really did not want to give you a bad critique. 
and I have to kind of thing. Uh, just just kind of acknowledging like uh, people are going to try to discredit you. Um, all of that. I just uh, I'm glad that they included that. And I'm glad that Bob was there to say that, you know, I think it's a really like I think for so many different contestants, I think it's really valuable to to resist the urge to kind of you know have an unnecessarily thick pair of kid gloves because of all of that because bob makes a great point is like it's not actually helping you if right. i don't point out the things that could you could improve about this that i'm not actually supporting you right now and yeah uh and but i get it's like but the last thing i want to do is be another person tell you know questioning your success and it, it's a i mean because you can say that about you know as bob says black queer to black queer but i think you could apply that to so many different people of like, oh, I mean, we see that with, you know, uh, the casting of, Vic, you know, Vicky Scone or Got Mick or um, the two trans contestants on season 14 or, you know, even Maddie, you sure. know, where it's like right. the that can't get in the way of, you know, what they're there to do. Well, yeah. And that's like uh, just to kind of move on to the cauldron here, like to have queens only stay because they're quote unquote representing a group of people or a community, I don't think is actually fair. You don't want a queen just to stay for the diversity card. Like you don't want Hoso to stay just because, you know, they're from Korea. Right. Um, of course. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's not, that shouldn't be know, the reason. Yeah. Yeah. They're bringing so much more to the table than just being kind of like model UN. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's discounting so much about their art and drag, even though Hoso's drag is informed by that. And, you know, obviously you can say the same about Saint or Sigourney Beaver or, you know, that that it does inform it, but it's not the reason, you know, to keep them necessarily. Does that make sense? If it's yeah. not good. I feel like, and I may be misquoting this, but I, I think I read something of like, Got Mick had, you know, had a response to the casting of Maddie and, you know, similar to a lot of other folks of like saying, you know, drags for everybody. And like, and I'm pretty sure he had said something along the lines of like, and this may not be the, what Got Mick said, but if it wasn't, somebody in the drag race world had said, it's about like, you know, drag is for everyone does everyone do drag well no and that's kind of the deciding factor is like do you do drag well do you respect where this music's coming from as latrice would say do you like get the references like that's what matters and i think say for the sake of like hoso or anybody else in this competition who you could say is representing a community i mean betty for example that was a big part of her platform mm. but if you're not rising to the challenge of the competition like that's what you're here to do and uh right right and it's a tv show <laughs> and it's a tv show and the reality is like the representation part is mostly it's beautiful and it's great at the time but i and it's an amalgamation over time of different people who become representation in a more mainstream way but this alone is not going to shift the planet you know um, right. And I, I think you and I were talking at some point, but the, the, getting on to Drag Race or maybe even Dragula at this point, I mean, it already is kind of, it's exclusive to uh, economics. Right. Yeah. I think we, we, we so call uh, that out, you know, what right. I mean? There's that of like, well, you know, really the real dividing line is, can you afford to do these shows? And like, 
there's there's budget and then there's talent and one does not correlate with the other in so many ways. And, right, right. Um, we can't be coming for a drag performer who lives in Podunk, Arkansas, and has to travel, you know, hours to a gig. I don't know. I, I your points were are, are great there. We'll talk more about that on another uh, drag race themed episode. But uh, yeah, yeah, just, I feel like. Uh, that... But it is interesting when it comes to representation of a community and how much weight that is in reality TV these days on drag shows, um, but also mm-hmm. on television. Right? You do you, like we do want a more diverse representation on television. I think that's clear. And to Bob's point here, it's like, yeah, and it's tough because I want, I really want you to do well. And here's my critique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's all, it's tricky when it's also a competition, you know, like somebody's yeah, got to go right. home and yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's part of this. So, and you know, what's, you know, as we get to this extermination where they're using that music that I fucking loved. Um, oh God. The music was perfection, Mary. So good. I do want to say just to, to put a bookend on what I said at the beginning, they were going around before we get to the extermination and saying who should be in the top three. And Dolly says, oh. well, I'm just going to go with the top three that's on this couch right now. And that was with Saint and Hoso. And I mm-hmm. thought, ah, the tattooed Asheville couple. Has oh come God, to an impasse. Divorce. Yeah. Divorce. Now, prison, you know, honey. <laughs> prison, honey, prison, honey, cut to Saint, you know, in the, you know, maybe doing a mime in prison. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mime stuff, you know. Uh, <laughs> Put that on a tote bag, Mary. Mime stuff. Mime stuff. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Mime stuff. I love it. So I just love that little, like, oh, my gosh, you know, like kind of like All Stars One, where eventually Juju and Raven had to lip sync against each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I think it was just very diplomatic. I think Dolly was trying to cause the least amount of drama and maybe agreed with Sigourney, but was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on track record here. It's the diplomatic answer. So I yeah, yeah, as uh, as Dolly once said, um I don't like playing games. So <laughs> I don't like I, playing games. I got to so. say this this clown cart death race from hell. This was probably one of the best segments that Dragula has done. I thought the the music, it was bonkers, the editing, bringing back other cast members, these clown extras that kind of came out of the ground. I didn't even recognize who they were, but I feel like it's what the Boulets wanted to be on the runway, if I could be a little shady. Like, these were great clowns. (laughs) Was that Betty with the big eyes? I don't know, Mary. Because that one was my favorite. That was I loved, wild. I yeah. love. I, I, I'm assuming it was Coco, but with the big lips. Oh, that was Coco Kane. Big lips, yes. big boobs. You know, yes. voguing in Smash uh, Tie at the end. I, the, I mean, the, uh, give the Emmy just to Coco. I mean, yeah. it was so fucking brilliant. You know, it's so, one thing to say, uh, here, Mary, you can do the dunk tank challenge. But here, Coco, why don't you do some voguing in the pie? Uh, to the music. This is like that's what you want. That's what that's that's the take home prize, you know. Totally. Um, I, you know, I I love this. I love the this the the moment at the end with Hoso just going real slow. Oh, I know, just like puttering out, and Coco just like standing there watching her. I just, <laughs> it was so funny. It was, I mean, and it, on. I think this is the first time the the monsters went out of the studio yes. i mean granted they were clearly at in a the park alley nearby. also but yeah oh that's true today yeah they were in the alley as well but 
Um, and I love that it was during the day. You know, there's mm-hmm. something just like surreal, and that the filter they put on it was, you know, was perfect. Uh. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, and and Dolly was living his best life. Of course. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. It was. I loved it. I really had a great time with this extermination, and I think it was a fun example of like you know I think you had said the Boulets kind of wanted to lighten up with the exterminations this season, but they can still be a lot of fun. And like yeah. even compared to I think back to season two when they remember they went to that big like fire festival or that big yes. burning man oh and god then, i remember that oh and then they had to just date was so cringe uh, oh yes. so cringe <laughs> and then they had to fight in that like arena and yes. it, was, it was bonkers and it was almost yeah. like oh i don't know if i want to watch this where oh, no, i loved this? it <laughs> oh well this felt to me like you know sonic the hedgehog racing or you know whatever uh-huh yeah, uh, yeah. It, yeah <laughs> all this, stars yeah this was all stars racing yeah and i was in monkey mode yeah um <laughs> This was just Mario Kart realness, and I loved it. I, I, yeah, and it goes to show that, God, they talk about this a lot, but your performance in the extermination challenge, and I really appreciate that aspect of the judging because this was clearly not a race. It was how you performed in the extermination. Did you do what Dolly did, which is like look like a fucking killer clown in a clown car or in a Mm go-kart, you know? I just thought, and and Hoso, I think, also just rose to the occasion for this brief, um, which is why I was so shocked to see that it's between Saint and Hoso. I'm like, this should be between Saint and Sigourney for me, Mary. You know, I I was kind of expecting that. I, I expected that Saint would be kind of, you know, up for being cut and then yeah it's interesting i just i feel like in this last episode it was like even though we've heard a little of it in the in previously in the season that suddenly there was just all this about hoso and backstage and being unprofessional and it was like oh this is a little like last minute to try to like bring this one down just because Mm. like she couldn't get into her costume once and needs makeup wipes you know uh, it, it was yeah, and it's what's really interesting. I mean, this is the first time I feel like they've ever done a cliffhanger with the exterminations. I don't know yeah. why they don't do this every week. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know why they do. Well, you know what? I'm glad they don't do that every week, Mary. It would be very frustrating. What are you talking about? I know. <laughs> no, in in the moment, it would be very frustrating. Like I was like, what? I need the resolution, but. Yeah. I I can respect the game and how they've like got me hooked now. You know and. We probably won't even find out next week because it'll be the reunion. Well, we we probably will find out next week because they'll be at the reunion, whoever gets eliminated. If they eliminate anybody. Well, everyone's going to be at the reunion. Oh, okay. So then I, I, I do I, think I see we'll what you're find saying. out. I see what you're saying is like, you know, how would they talk about it? But maybe they don't reveal who the top three is, you know, at the reunion. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's yeah. like the Canada's Drag Race reunion, you know? Oh, right. Right. Well, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I this was a great episode for so many perform. Uh, sorry, uh, production elements. I was a little disappointed with the floor shows and the production. It just was a fabulous drag television show this week. Yeah, I had a great time. I think it was, uh, you know, it, it's this is going to be an interesting season to rewatch how different the first half to the second half were, you know, and just uh-huh. uh yeah, it just, you know, and, and you know, again, to watch in comparison to the past seasons that, like, a very different overall aesthetic, just a lot less grungy, a mm. lot less punk, you know, in a way, a little more polished, a little more professional. Um, 
not good or bad, just an evolution. Yeah, it's a different version of the competition. I still, I still miss season two aesthetics, if I'm being honest. But uh, yeah. I've said that before. I know, um, I know. Yeah, yeah season. I mean, I, I really. I'm love still gonna watch. Three, you know, but I it's, get what you mean by season two. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm still gonna watch. You know, it's not like I'm gonna cancel the show because they're <laughs> not low budget anymore. You know? Oh, right, because they're not using the metal folding chairs anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just like observations. But I, I'm still having, I mean, I love Dracula, and I can't believe the season is coming to a you know a close soon. It's This has been, um, as they say, really fun. Mm. Uh, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this Killer Queen episode of Dragula Season 4, you can reach out to us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can also find us on Twitter at allrightmary. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at johnnyalso or on Twitter at johnnyalso1. And you can hear more of me on my other two podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance or a supporting podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses. And you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can get more of both of us, including our three-part discussion of season eight, followed by our discussion of season three and check-ins on a Drag Race Italia and, and Mary's Choice and so much more just metric fuck ton i believe is the, is the scientific measurement at patreon.com slash all right mary i love it mary do you want to introduce our last chance floor show i'll try well chances are mary's you may not know this by name but you have certainly probably heard this in like a ragu commercial from the 90s you know or like it's something with a slow-mo of like spaghetti sauce hitting the floor you know uh, trust me, you'll know it when you hear it, but this is a, uh, a famous, maybe it's an aria or a song or a piece or a moment from, uh, the opera Pagliacci, and, uh, it is apparently called Vesti la Giuba, and it's, you'll know it, you're gonna be like, oh, I know her, and I think this would be... A phenomenal floor show song. Oh my! Oh God. yeah, yeah. I can't Talk even about a killer it. clown. Talk about a killer clown. This is it. I mean, uh, this is great. she's a killer clown. Yeah. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about that killer queen moment. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. That was so funny. She's a killer uh, queen. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess you know, the, there there was like a one last thought of like, hmm. I think even the boulets are getting tired. You know. Hmm. Yeah. It's killer queen. Killer queen. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, just very interesting. Uh, yeah. Killer Queen was featured on Drag Race Spain, so uh, we're happy yes. to see it back. You know, I'm happy to see Killer <laughs> Queen get mentioned. You know, uh, the crossover, love to see it. <laughs> the impact, Mary. The impact that has, the influence right. that has. Oh, I love that. I love co-opting that. Anyway, uh, well, we're gonna end our episode there. Enjoy your time at the Opera Floor Show, and we'll see you next week. Tot scenes. Oh.